0: Man. I just oh man I, you don't you know God enjoyed that <laughs> don't you know he said hold up hold up Peter just be quiet just a moment <laughs> why are we here we are here to worship God. We're here to get recharged for the week. You see, church just doesn't happen on Sunday morning. It's just a place where we gather to worship Him. Church happens outside these walls. It happens during the week. That's why we've been talking about all this time about a faith that works when life don't. We're trying to give you some principles for living during this pandemic or a crisis. We've been in the book of James. We've been talking about real faith. Followers of Christ. If we're saved and, and if we're believers and we're born again children of God, we are also to be known as peacemakers. Peacemakers. From Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount, the top of the outline, Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers. For they are the ones that God will call his children. You see, to be a child of God is to be a peacemaker. And to be a peacemaker is a child of God. Our world desperately needs you and me to be peacemakers. Desperately. With the recent injustices, with the recent brutal deaths, It needs more peacemakers. If it was my family, I'd be upset too. I'd be upset too. And so would you. It can't be ignored. No one can condone brutality from either side. Any citizen has the right to protest injustice. Any citizen. So what's the way out of this this mess, this chaos, this, this confusion that we're in right now? It's the same answer. It's the Word of God. We turn to God and His Word for direction. The Word is relevant today and in James chapter 3 it gives us the secrets of getting along together how we can live in harmony how we can live in peace and peaceful relationships and how we can be wise in how we treat each other now I'm going to read James chapter 3 if you want to go along with me you just want to go back later It was too much to type, and I just didn't type it. But here it is. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Those who make peace. I want to talk today about a faith that plants seeds of peace. You see, the first mark of wisdom is seen in your relationships. It's not seen in some, some test in school. The first mark of wisdom is seen in relationships, not in the amount of money that you have or have made. And the second mark of wisdom is humility. Anytime I act in a prideful way, I'm being a foolish man or woman. If I allow selfishness, bitterness, jealousy into a relationship, then I'm being foolish and unwise. Those things don't come from God. The Word says they're demonic. Anytime you see confusion, anytime you see disharmony, chaos is because of envy, envy envious and selfishness have raised their ugly heads. Anytime you see that. But James teaches us how to be a wise peacemaker. A peacemaker in relationships. These steps are going to be very practical. Very practical. But it starts without prejudice. Without hypocrisy. Peace and justice go together. You can't have real peace in the world If you don't have real justice. So if you plant seeds of peace. You harvest justice. How do you plant seeds of peace in your relationships? Every day you plant some seed in relationships. Every day you're planting some sort of seed. The only question is is what kind of seeds are you planting? What kind of seeds are you planting? What are you sowing into your relationships? Is it seeds of anger? Is it seeds of of distrust? Seeds of impatience? Seeds of fear? Seeds of criticism? Seeds of nagging? Whatever seeds I sow, I will reap. Do you get that? Whatever seeds you sow, you're going to really reap. Good relationships or bad relationships. Whatever you sow today, every day you and I sow something in home, work, and our family. We got to learn to plant some things. I got six things that I want you to learn to plant. Somebody asked me this week at the diner. Said, asked me if I went to seminary and and and, and did I old Bible school or something and I I do a three point sermon I said apparently not I said I've got six points this week (laughs) six seeds why six because reality is we often treat each other in unwise ways seeds of peace from the wisdom of God write these down number one if I'm unwise, I won't compromise the truth. If I'm, unwise, if I'm wise, I won't compromise the truth. First part of 317 says, Real wisdom is first of all, pure. Pure just means always telling the truth of God. Proverbs 15, 26 says, The Lord delights in pure words. <clears throat> Pure words, not words of dishonesty, but truth of, of peace. I'm looking for my water. So you see, to be a peacemaker, you and me have to always tell the truth. So if I'm wise, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. If I'm wise, I'm not going to mistreat you. If I'm wise, I'm not going to manipulate you always tell the truth use words that are pure you see all relationships are built on trust and all trust is built on truth you can't have trust without truth honesty is the foundation of all (coughs) good relationships of all good relationships Guys, we're naturally dishonest. God doesn't want us to stay that way. Ephesians 4 says, God wants us to grow up to know the truth and to tell it in love. Know the truth and to tell it in love. Know the truth and tell the truth. Number two, if I'm wise, I won't antagonize your anger. I won't antagonize your anger. What's that mean? I won't antagonize your anger by the way I tell the truth. You see, it's one way to tell the truth and another way to tell it like it is. Another part of that 317 says real wisdom is peaceful. Real wisdom is peaceful. Wise people work at maintaining peace and harmony. Let me ask you a question. Do you get offended easily? Are you on the defensive all the time? Do you walk around with a chip on your shoulder? I'm going to tell you something, guys. If we are wise, we will avoid arguments. And we're not going to antagonize someone's anger. Proverbs 23 says, any fool can start arguments. The wise thing is to stay out of them. Mark of wisdom is to stay out of arguments. Proverbs 14, 29. A wise man controls his temper. He knows that anger causes mistakes. What causes what causes arguments? Well, there's a long list. Let me give you three to avoid real quick if you want to write these down. Comparing. You want to get into arguments? argument, start comparing your life and yourself with someone else. Two, condemning. What does that mean? It's all your fault. You You blame someone else. You know, you use words like, you ought to have done this. That's condemning. The third thing, way to start an argument is contradict. Just contradict. When you interrupt somebody in the middle of their sentence to correct a detail, that's at least irritating. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's at least irritating. I'm telling you, don't sweat the small, small stuff. When you interrupt someone, what you're saying is, is what I've got to say is more important than what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Don't don't correct your spouse every time they get a detail wrong. Amen? Don't antagonize their anger. Number three, if I'm wise, I won't minimize your feeling. Another part of 17 says real wisdom is considerate. Real wisdom is considerate. Anytime I'm in, that means that anytime I'm inconsiderate, I'm a fool. Real wisdom is courteous. Real wisdom is gentle. What is it to be considerate? I wrote it down there. Being mindful of the feelings of others. Being mindful of the feelings of others. Not just your agenda. Not just your feelings. A common mistake is this. If I don't feel the same way you do, then your feelings must be invalid. If I don't feel the same way you do, then your feelings must be illogical. If I don't feel the same way you do, your feelings must be unimportant. I'm going to tell you something, guys. If you've never been mistreated because of the way you look, then you probably have a hard time understanding what a lot of people are upset about. It's not in your world. It's not in your wheelhouse. But that doesn't mean that it's not real. That doesn't mean that it's not legitimate. That doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Most people have have never been taught to sit with someone's pain without getting defensive about it. I've asked somebody to give their short testimony. JJ, come on up. It causes all kinds of pain when we invalidate someone else's pain by immediately mentioning some other problem when we say well what about this what about this pain oh I'm sorry JJ this is JJ chick Jeremy my friend
1: talked about. I was like, yes, sir. He's like, would you mind sharing it with the church? In my mind, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know, cause." But I don't mind helping Jim. i do anything for him. Years ago, me and my wife, we was in Calhoun, and uh, I had a Caprice Classic. And most people that know me no, I ain't about no trouble. I give you the shirt off my back. I do anything to help anybody. Well, I was driving my car, and my window did not work. It did not work. And me and my wife was coming from a friend's house, and uh, it might like, like 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. I was coming up a road, and a police officer got behind me. And I just want to make this statement: I have cop. Friends, I have cops that are um, family, you know, and there's good and there's bad. And that's everything. That's everything, you know. And the cop pulled me over. And uh, I asked him, I said, sir, you know, why you pulled me over? Well, he came up to my window first. And when he came up to my window, my window don't work. So I can not let my window down. So I, I asked him, I said, can I open my door? So he was just like, yeah. he said. I said, why are you pulling me over? He said, I seen you throw trash out your window. <laughs> I was like, I just had to open my door to communicate with you. How can I throw trash out my window? He said, don't argue with me. I seen you throw trash out your window. But I'm like, my window does not work. In that moment, I was so angry. But as time passed, and the things that I see today, I always wonder what would have happened maybe if my wife wouldn't have been in the car. Or, you know, I'm, it's dark, we in the back row. Like, what would have happened? You know, we argued. I'm sitting there arguing with this officer, telling him, like, I cannot let this window down. My door is open. What, what is going on right now? And I didn't even think about that. You know, like, what is going on right now? And the more I think about it now, And I see what's going on in the world. It don't matter what color you are. It shouldn't matter. But what I'm saying to to help Jim out and to say this to, to the people, the children of God, the children of God. He didn't never say the black people are my children, the white people are my children, the Hispanic people the children of God.
0: Thank you, J.J. When J.J. shared that with me a while back, he talked about there was some fear, and and, and he could sense it when it happened. when we hear of these painful experiences, these these injustices, the best response is not to say, what about this? The best response is not to say, well, what about that? The best response is just to sit for a minute and, and, and kind of validate their pain. Why are we so quick to change the the subject when someone expresses a hurt or or a negative emotion? They're not saying theirs is the only pain. They just want someone to understand. That's all they're doing. So, don't communicate to that person that someone else's pain is more important by comparing their hurt to the others. Or your hurt to the others. By saying, well, what about? What about this? Wisdom is considered. When JJ told me that several months ago, I hurt for him. I hurt for him. It pained me. This week, I want you to, when you see someone express a, a negative emotion, instead of getting offended or defensive or minimizing it or changing the subject, just absorb the pain just for a moment. Absorb their pain. Just just for a moment, and that's love, and, and that's that's maturity, and that's what Jesus does. He does it with you and I every day. So just just listen. Your ear is, is a far better better tool for showing love and kindness than your mouth is. Just show up and and, and shut up when folks are in pain. It could save your marriage. It could save your family. And it could save our nation. If we could just shut up. Romans 15 says, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should just please his neighbor, or each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it's written, the insults of those who insulted you fell on me. Fell on me. Let the insults fall on you. Real leaders absorb the pain the way Jesus Christ did. Galatians 6.2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Which is to love each other. You see, a fool is stubborn. Nobody can teach you anything. You're not willing to listen. You're certainly not willing to listen and learn. And I want to tell you something about leaders. All leaders are learners and they're listeners. But it seems like nobody's listening to nobody else. Nobody else what it seems like. I want to ask you, are you reasonable? Are you reasonable? Can your kids reason with you? Can your spouse reason with you? Are you the kind of person that says, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. My mind's made up. If you're going to be a peacemaker, then you gotta be open to reason. You gotta be open. You gotta not take everything personally. Proverbs twelve fifteen. I done jumped to here. Let me fill in this blank. Let me fill in this blank. If I'm wise, I won't criticize your suggestions. I won't criticize your suggestions. Which comes from James 3.17 that says real wisdom is not defensive. Real wisdom is not defensive. So if you're going to be a peacemaker, you've got to be open to reason. And don't take everything personally. Proverbs 1215 says, A fool thinks he needs no advice. But a wise man listens to others. Don't criticize their suggestions. Number five, if I'm wise, I won't empathize or emphasize your mistakes. If I'm wise, I won't emphasize your mistakes. He says. Real wisdom is full of mercy and helpful. Mercy is a mark of wisdom. It says, full of mercy, forgiving, gracious, helpful. Are you quick to point out everything that's wrong? In your home? In your world? At work? At church? Are you quick to point out everything that's wrong? Do you jump on every mistake and error? Do you feel duty-bound to remind folks what don't or didn't work? Are you always picking, 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 picking? Don't look at her. Do you bring up the past? Are you always bringing up all the failures? Mercy is a mark of wisdom. Mercy is giving people what they need, not what they deserve. Mercy doesn't judge them when they stumble. It encourages them. Romans, I mean, Proverbs 17, 9 says, Love forgets the mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. It's wise, get this, it's wise to forget mistakes. A woman was interviewing Ruth Graham one time and and reminded her about a mistake that Billy had made. And I loved her, her response. She said, oh, I distinctly remember choosing to forget that. I distinctly remember choosing to forget that. I want to ask you something. This is the, what are you choosing to forget out of love? What are you choosing to forget out of love? What are you choosing to forget out of mercy? What are you choosing to forget out of wisdom? Emphasizing mistakes is not helpful. Mercy is helpful. Oh, I distinctly remember. Choosing to forget that. Proverbs 15, 4. Kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. What do you need to stop bringing up with that person in that relationship? Simple question. What do you need to stop bringing up? Instead of being hysterical, you become historical. What do you need to stop bringing up? As your pastor, and I'm going to tell you what, I love this, and I'll say it about the, I love it, but I got to watch it go into my head. A lot of you other guys bring me down quick. Black people treat me with respect. as a pastor of the church I told angels, black people treat me differently when I called JJ this morning he said what do you need pastor what do you need pastor and as your pastor if you have any respect for me at all, listen to this let it go Let it go. If you take anything, I tell you today, if you're holding on to some grudge, let it go. Let it go. Stop hanging on to to someone else's mistakes. Number six, if I'm wise, I won't despise our differences. This is a big one. This is a big source of conflict in in lots of our relationships. You know why? Because we want and expect other people to think like us, to, to, to act like we do, to feel like we do. We want them to have the same motivation we do. We want them to have the same priorities that we do. We even want them to have the same perspective that we do. The problem is this. We don't want them to be who God wants them to be. We want them to be who we want them to be. That causes conflict, it causes unhappiness, it causes disaster. The antidote to this is this wisely admit our own biases our own judgments, and our own prejudices. Admit them. Oh, I love this. Real wisdom is free from prejudice and hypocrisy. If I'm either of these, then I'm a fool. Hypocrisy. Sometimes we wear a mask, and we pretend wise people are free from prejudice they don't despise differences wise people celebrate differences just because someone is different doesn't make them bad everything that is different is not demonic you see I learned this from my mentor this week I hope everyone has a mentor it's just different. People are different. Wise people use God's wisdom. Wise people. They see God's wisdom and how he made us all different. We all look differently. We all talk differently. We all have different skill sets. They're all different we need to be free from prejudice and hypocrisy I want to ask you to to ask God to free you from that this week try to to uh meet people who are different wise people are genuine it said are genuine that we should stop pretending. I got to ask you, who do you think you're fooling anyway? Who do you think you're fooling? You're not perfect. And I got news for you. If some of you thought I was, I searched my heart this week and I got some biases I've got to deal with. I've got some prejudices that I've got to deal with I've got low tolerance for people that are not like me the way I figured the world would be a lot better place if everyone was like me but I figured wrong I'm going to trust God in the way he made us different I want to give it a shot. When you're open and you're honest about your own faults, it gives other people the freedom to do that also. You and I are not perfect. So talk to somebody different from you this week. And guess what? That's everybody. You're unique. I'm unique. But talk to somebody of a different culture, maybe of a different religion. But I want to tell you something. Don't try to fix them. Don't try to fix them. Learn from them. Remember, how do you learn? Use your, not your, that's how you're going to learn. Learn. Don't walk into a room and automatically assume that you're the smartest person in the room. Well, of these six, how do you rate? I got to work on the different ones. How do you get more wisdom? Well, you get to know God and get to know His Word. The more you know God and the more you know his word, the more successful in your relationships you're going to be. As the band comes up, I'm going to read you the last verse. How do I know God? Colossians 2, 3 says, The secret is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all of God's treasures of wisdom. You see, the secret to wisdom is a person. The secret to wisdom is Jesus Christ. He's the starting point to peace. He is the starting point. So I want to ask you guys, just a real question here. Are you tired of emptiness in your life? Are you tired of of, of walking around without a purpose? Are you tired of doing life all alone? Are you tired of uh, and, and ready and willing to trust someone other than yourself? If you are, then I'm going to ask you to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior today. He will give you purpose. He will give you meaning. He will fill that empty void that's there. I might add He's the only one that can fill that empty void. Let me pray. My Lord, help me, Lord. Oh, it hurt me to realize that I had those biases. Yeah. Yeah. treat people differently sometimes. And that ain't cool and ain't wise. And it's not being a peacemaker. And it's certainly not glorifying you. Help me to listen. Instead of trying to fix it. Pray for my brothers and sisters here today, that they too would search deep, and that they would reach out this week to another person that you've created. And I pray for that person that that that's empty this morning that do, that doesn't have a purpose in their life. And I know you, Lord, it can, it can be found in you. Lord, give them the courage to step out. I pray these these, these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.